Welcome to the final installment of the 2024 Housing Market Forecast and Prediction Series. This is part four, mortgage interest rates. What's going to happen with these damn mortgage interest rates? And more importantly, how much does it really matter? Play the music. homies what is up thank you for joining me in my crazy late night series here started in the late nights and then uh after i got a couple episodes in i got sick now it's raining so the whole county that i live in in southern california is freaking out i am dressed like i'm ready to go snowboarding and i'm stoked Welcome to the How to Buy a Home podcast. I'm still your host, David Sedoni. And if you are new to the podcast and you clicked on this episode because you're dying to find out about the mortgage interest rates in 2024, you might think that I'm a bit of a, I don't know, a dismissive a-hole. Um, so what I would ask, well, let me rephrase that. I, I'm going to humbly ask that you hold off on your opinion of me until you listen to parts one, two, and three of this series, as there is a chronology to the information that I'm disseminating regarding the prognostications of home appreciation in 2024. Now, if you're new, I will let you know that you're also lucky that I decided not to turn that last super dope sentence into an ultra cringy old man rap because the dork inside me is dying to do that with that juicy piece of prose that I just dropped on the mic. Uh, also for you guys who have listened to, uh, one, two and three, and you're like, well, I got to listen to four anyway. Um, I know maybe you're not paying that much attention to what I talk about on the rates, but there are two big bonus non-mortgage rate related nuggets, juicy, juicy nuggets at the end of this episode. So hang on for those part four mortgage interest rates. Ah, the big question. Well, as I said, in most of the part three of this series, uh, it's the only thing in the news because it's the most recent thing to happen in real estate. But this is not the one big thing, SVP. Uh, that, my friends, the one big thing in real estate that will affect everything is, say it with me now, Hello, inventory. You knew people are freaking out now. <laughs> but I have to do it. I know that you demand that uh, I speak to you about the thing that everyone is ranting and raving about in all the news and research articles out there, uh, even though it's not going to change affordability for the better if rates go down. In fact, uh, lower rates are most likely going to have an opposite effect on pricing, but um, I am nothing if not your faithful servant and your hashtag truth bomber. So, you know what? That's a good place to start. Here's a truth bomb for you. The headlines about mortgage interest rates and the recency bias have put this interest rate discussion in the far too prominent and far too predominant place. The conversations are way too much about this. If you focus on the entire mathematical equation of what I like to call a rent replacement strategy, that being you focusing on 
the long-term home prices versus the rent that you're going to pay over the period of any sort of waiting, the more important financial factors, those are in parts one, two, and three of this four-part forecasting series. The question shouldn't be, how can I afford to buy a home with these high rates? The question actually should be, how can I afford not to buy a home sooner rather than later, since all the indicators show that prices are going to be going up in 2024 and 2025, and the rate drops coming will not mathematically, automatically lower affordability because we're going to have these new higher prices. Maybe you should be considering reevaluating the calculations you're doing right now and starting a serious plan to maybe just attempt to get your foot in the door before this ultra-mad rush at the middle and the end of this year happens. And you know what? It might even happen sooner. All right, so I'm going to begin with a summary of what the leading economists think are going to happen to mortgage interest rates. Uh, notice these are just discussions about where the actual rate is going to land, the forecast of those specific numbers. This does not include how that's going to affect the volume of sales and most importantly, home prices. This is just a summary on the rate predictions, what might happen. Now, for some context before we get started, rates were at 3.27 in 2020, stupid low, and that was a reaction to the global pandemic. Then they went to an all-time historic low. Now, this was an artificially created all-time historic low of 2.65 in mid-January of 2021. And they continued to be artificially held down for quite some time, averaging 3.22 in 2022. So that means if you just started paying attention in 21 and 22, you thought that was what interest rates were. These 2.65 and 3.22 interest rates, this is not normal. And you won't see that again unless polio and smallpox come back at the same time. This was an artificial reaction to a global pandemic. We peaked at 8% in 2023 and, drumroll please, here's your prediction. We're now at about 6.6% 6 .6 early 2024 and the projections are for rates to be somewhere between this range and down to 6% in 2024 and possibly into the mid and low fives in 2025. Boom! There. That's it. Now you can make all your rash judgments of what these new interest rates are going to do to the housing market. And who knows, maybe perhaps you're going to decide to bury your head in the sand and keep paying your redonkulous rent that somehow you think is going to be more affordable this year just because it didn't go up 30% again this year. Now, I'm going to tell you what the economists say this is going to do to the podcast. And if you if you listen to part three, I don't know, maybe you just don't even need to hear that. You can put the podcast on two times speed to get to the two big bonus nuggets at the end of the episode. And you can listen to the chipmunk version of me to get these facts just in, you know, just in case, just for your edification and your education, because you listen to part three and you know the lower rates are not going to make homes more affordable as supply and demand will mean lower rates are actually going to lead to more buyers coming out for still too few homes for sale. Thus, bidding wars happen. Thus, prices go up. I know it's a weird thing to think about. 
well, I don't want to buy a place at 6.6 because it's too expensive. Okay, cool. If rates drop to 5.75, the price might go so up so much that your payment's going to end up being the same. (laughs) So may as well get on this now. Here's what the interwebs are saying about recent mortgage rate activity and their predictions for the future. The recent drop in mortgage rates has increased homebuyers' purchasing power by five figures, according to a new Redfin market report. Here's what they said. A homebuyer with a $3,000 monthly budget can now afford a $453,000 home, $40,000 more than they could afford in October when mortgage rates had reached the average peak of 7.8%. In addition to expanding buyers' budgets, the drop in rates from an average of 7.8% to the 6.6 or 6.7%, this has reduced the typical mortgage payment on a median-priced home from $2,700 to about $2,500. So there you go. You can afford $40,000 more and the the payment's $2,000 less. Keep in mind, though, prices will go up and all those numbers change. Uh, Now, here's something else from Redfin chief economist Daryl Fairweather. Uh, He said that as the 2024 market heats up, waiting for price drops could not be a prudent plan. Homebuyers should purchase now. And then we've got uh, news, kind of boots on the ground stuff from uh, an agent in Seattle. This is a Redfin agent because this is a Redfin article. The agent's name is Shoshana Goodwin or Godwin, excuse me. Uh, And they said that buyers have accepted the fact that rates are never going to reach the 2020 record lows. And the best chance to secure a good deal is now, not when rates drop again. Another agent interviewed said, quote, bidding wars are picking up as mortgage rates decline and inventory stays low. I've seen a few homes get 15 plus offers recently and one more that got 30. Late last year, many listings sat on the market as buyers sat on the sidelines, hoping for rates to drop, unquote. But apparently that's not what's happening now. Things are moving. Now, this next fact, if you're listening to me on Chipmunk Speed right now, I'm going to keep talking really fast and freak you guys out, but I'm going to tell you, slow down. This is an important fact that I really think you should listen to. So change your speed and listen to me regular here. Ready? Here's a fact that you're not going to hear in too many articles. I gathered this intel from some leading economic minds, and it's really quite telling. This is a super important piece of inside industry information. Okay, remember how I told you in this series that last year, the total number of homes was off by like 20%, and in the midst of that steep decline, like over a million homes less, like over 5 million to barely 4 million, that, that quantity of homes sold, during that time, the quantity of new build homes actually increased. I say again, it increased. Here's what's cool about that. That unique data was something that we all looked at and we realized, hey, what's going on with that? Well, it was really interesting and it gave us a huge insight. This kind of takes the crystal ball out of forecasting. This is an actual practical theory that got put in place. You see, the builders were using a rate buy-down, a mortgage rate interest buy-down. No, that's not right. A mortgage interest rate buy-down. That's right, David. Good job. I'm a professional. 
And they were using that as an incentive to help sell their inventory. Um, mortgage interest rate buy-down is where they give you money. And instead of you using, you know, eight, ten, or $15,000 to uh, as reduce the price by that or um, as a credit for upgrades, what they can do is they can give that to the lender who then can have that be part of your total lending fee and it can lower your interest rate. When rates jumped to 8%, they offered this cash credit to buy down and lower people's interest rates. Now, they had to test the theory a few different ways. They found that a buy down to 7% didn't move the needle a lot. A lot of buyers still held off. So what did they do next? They went to 6.75, then they went to 6.5. Still not quite what they needed, but then they found the sweet spot. They found a magic number. When they dropped that rate just below 6%, 5.99%. Suddenly, the builders had enough buyers that were willing to buy and gobble up their inventory. So homies, this is not a forecast or an opinion. This is a practical fact, a tested mathematical formula. And it's the best and the truest form of economic test. They put money down. <laughs> Not a theory, but a proven fact brought to you by live people and their cold, hard cash. 5.99 was the magic number. So keeping that in mind, that number, if we hit it without a buy down, if we hit it and when we hit it in the natural progression and deceleration and decline in mortgage interest rates, we already know People are going to bring their money. All right, back to the nerdy facts and figures so you can bump me up to two times speed if you're really rushing through this. This is the economic details that are going to affect mortgage interest rates. Many economists look at the 10-year treasury bond as an indicator of where mortgage rates are going to be. Now, the 10-year treasury bond was all the way up to 5%. Crazy. Uh, recently, I uh, don't know when you're going to be listening to this, but early February 2024, it's 4.25%. Now, this indicates that the bond market expects the economy to be slowing down, and it's pivoted ahead of the expected Fed bank rate cuts. The bond market is already pulling down without the rates being cut by the Fed yet. They're doing this in anticipation of coming cuts by the Fed later this year. So that's a crazy nerd indicator for you, which leads us to the question, what is up with the Fed bank interest rate hikes? Are they done? What's the forecast? Uh, if you weren't paying attention, the Fed bank roughly doubled the rates in 2022 and it kept going up in 2023 like crazy. Thanks in part to the Federal Reserve's war on inflation, and they have stayed relatively high since. Now, the Fed does not directly set the mortgage rates. Those are different. Mortgage lenders take the cues from the Fed, so sometimes people like to link them together. Uh, recently, mortgage rates have climbed in tandem with the Fed's long string of these rate hikes. Getting to the end of 2024 or 2023, moving into 2024, the Fed signaled in their December meeting that its war on inflation could soon end, but many predict the buyers will still be feeling the squeeze in 2024. Greg McBride, who's the CFA, the chief financial analyst for Bankrate, said, quote, as long as the economy continues to motor along, 
the new normal of higher rates, that's the Fed rate, is here to stay. A sharp economic slowdown would bring mortgage rates materially lower, but be careful what you wish for. Okay, that's an interesting thing. Then uh, Dr. Lisa, still going to call her that. Come find me, Dr. Lisa. (laughs) I'm kidding. You're really smart. Quote, we know that mortgage rates hit a 23-year high back in October or early November of last year. But since then, we saw a pretty sharp decline over the last eight weeks. Mortgage rates have been coming down very steadily, and that's because it became very clear that the Fed was truly done with rate hikes, unquote. Okay, and then one little last piece of information on this. Uh, The future markets that are tracked by the CME FedWatch tools, it shows that investors are betting that the Fed is going to cut the short-term federal funds by five or six times in 2024, which could bring the short-term rates down by 1.25 or 1.5 percentage points. Nerd talk. The economists that I listen to who have been correct on this for decades, they actually have this prediction thinking that the Fed's going to cut their rates mid-year, around July. And then it'll be a series of cuts, three, four, five. Um, And although we are already seeing that things are bonkers (laughs) in the the housing market already, um, the prediction because that that they have said is that uh, they're going to have a tight first quarter of 2024. Now, again, the unicorns and myself have seen that uh, it's actually getting pretty crazy. Um, people are not being tight with their money. We've got bidding wars. But again, the people who are predicting mid-July, uh, three, four, and five cuts, they're predicting a, a, a tight first quarter, a looser second quarter, and then a frenzy in the third and fourth quarter of 2024. With the spring of 2025 being the biggest selling season in 10 years. That's the biggest home selling season in 10 years coming in 2025. If there was ever a time for you to get your ducks in a row, it's time to start duck wrangling. Okay, more info from people. Fannie Mae chief economist Doug Duncan said, quote, inflation's decline and the resultant, (laughs) that's a word, resultant? It was in the article. Uh, So inflation's decline and the resultant Fed pivot to signal future rate cuts leads us to believe that home sales and mortgage originations likely bottomed out in the second half of 2023 and that a gradual improvement is now underway. They expect mortgage rates to dip below 6% by the end of 2024 and for home builders to continue to add new supply, both of which should aid affordability. Great. I wish that that would aid affordability. But when rates go down, If you're expecting the home builders to add new supply to meet the demand when the rates go down, (laughs) nope, it's going to be bidding wars and prices will go up. Uh, Back to Dr. Lisa Sturdivant, quote, we're in a new era. We all know that we won't see mortgage rates fall back to where they were during the pandemic. That is not going to happen in our lifetimes. I say again, let me repeat, Dr. Lisa, that is not going to happen in our lifetimes. We're going to be in a period of relatively higher rates. And I'm saying relatively because I'm expecting that we'll see mortgage rates kind of bump around here in the first quarter of 2024, but they will come down further as we head through the year, unquote. Now, what numbers is she saying? Well, she said that rates are going to be in the low sixes, perhaps hitting 6% by the end of 2024. And wanted to add the historical context that in the last 50 years, the 30-year fixed mortgage rate has averaged around 
7.7. Quote, so while we'll be a little bit elevated compared to where we've been, we're actually in a pretty good position. Unquote. As she said, we're in a new era. Now, here's my favorite new truth bomb on those so-called high interest rates. No matter when you buy your home, buying your first home, your mortgage payment will never be more expensive than it is in the first three to five years that you pay it. Yes, homies, it will never be more expensive than the first three to five years. House poor is so often misused that term is thrown out there and people are not taking into account the complete long-term math. Think about it this way. When you buy your first home, you now have a fixed payment that never goes up. Unlike your rent, that's been doing that at a record pace going up for the last decade. Each year that you have fixed rate, you actually will be paying less and less compared to your renter years when you always had an incline every single year. Imagine if you paid the same rent today as you did five years ago. How much more disposable income would you have? See, the hardest it's ever going to be is that first year. Also, in those first three to five years, you're hopefully going to see some career advancement and an increase in your salary. And then the other reason why it's the hardest it ever is in those first three to five years, there's the huge underlying factor of the fact that a mortgage payment actually works as a forced savings account for you by building your home's equity. And that home's equity is something that you can use in later years to ease your financial burdens or better yet, move up to a new home, a bigger and better home without having to save up a down payment. Just use your equity. Once you are in a home, your interest rate never goes up. And thus the only thing that your mortgage payment can do is get lower. The only thing your mortgage payment can do if you have a 30-year fixed loan is drop. And if rates fall, then you can refinance and then your payment will get even easier. So figure out how to budget this new expense, that new mortgage payment for the first three to five years as a homeowner and your rent replacement strategy will mathematically get easier with more disposable income as time and life marches on. Okay, there. Are you happy? I gave you the full nerd mortgage interest rate economic data. I would like to once again reiterate, stop freaking out about the rates. <laughs> Inventory is going to drive home affordability in 2024 period, the end, amen, hallelujah, it's over. If you are really thinking about buying a home and you're really well, if you're still here, geez, you better be thinking about it because listening to me do this stuff. Look, if you're thinking about it, you best start today. You best start looking at what price you can afford at, take today's rate, 6.6% interest rate. Because as the year goes on and these bidding wars continue, you're likely not going to be able to afford that house in the summertime even if rates drop to 5.75. So if you figure out what you can buy for 6.6% today and you look at that house, you might not be able to afford it at 5.75 because the home will have gone up in price and the payment ends up being the same or more. So jump in now when there's less competition and when you can afford what you're probably only going to be able to afford in the next 
18 months anyway. And then, hey, once you're in, you have options later. Okay, now let me give you the two bonus facts that I promise you. Everybody's been listening to me really fast. I'm talking really fast. Just to show you this is the really weird part. I want you to stop right now and slow down. Slow down. Two bonus facts that I promise you. The first one is just a for your information. And the second one is going to be a happy surprise for you wannabe first-time homebuyers. Okay, bonus number one. The way that you buy a home and who pays for it is slowly trying to change and the battles are happening in the courtroom. Now, I've briefly mentioned this to you in the past. I started the podcast back in 2019. I said, we're starting a revolution, but things are starting to change. So if you want to take advantage with this, of this inside information and get the best deal you can, I suggest you do it as soon as you can. I only mention this to you because, as you know, the mission of the podcast is to help you beat that rigged system. Now, I told you guys earlier this might happen, but I'm not the only one that sees the system is rigged. And for the last couple of years, there have been tons of lawsuits filed against brokers and MLSs and the National Association of Realtors. And the lawsuits are saying, hey, uh, who pays the buyer's real estate agent and why? Now, there have been a bazillion lawsuits, and I've read through every single one of them. I'm definitely not going to bore you with the details. But in most places right now, the way it works is the seller is going to pay for all or most of the fees that go to your representation, your advocate, your realtor, which means you only have to pay for the closing costs. Now, that's in most places. Some places it's different. Uh, but again, that's because it's slowly been changing. Well, if some of these lawsuits get their way, your full realtor fees are going to be passed on to you, the buyer. And that's a lot of extra money, like 2 to 2.5 to 3% of the purchase price that you're going to have to come up with to pay so that you can have an advocate representing you. Now, there are literally hundreds of variables, literally used correctly, hundreds of variables to these lawsuits. And I am not predicting that the decisions are going to shake out one way or the other. I'm simply the messenger. Um, now, you combine this potential shakeup in how much money you may need to buy a house in the future. You combine that with a forecast of an upward trend in prices through 2024 and 2025. And I'd say that if you're sitting on some kind of three to five year renting plan because you think it's going to be better for you later on, that plan might come to bite you in the ass. Oh, so get off your ass. That was episode 168. Okay, now bonus number two. This is uh, something that I'm really excited to share with you guys. I was so stoked when I saw this article. Great news for first-time homebuyers. Something that a lot of you were freaked out about. This is an article from January 4, uh, 19th, 2024. The headline says, 2023 saw a decline in investor purchases. Suck at hedge funds in Wall Street. Boom. So here's what the article said. With headwinds like low inventory and elevated mortgage rates and still increasing home prices, it's been difficult for many Americans to become homeowners. And adding to their struggle has been another inhibitor. You all know about it. They call them institutional buyers. 
these types of buyers like hedge funds and financial firms are now players in the single family home market, often buying houses to convert them into rental units. I know you know about this because I get pissed off comments and emails all the time. Now, agents and consumers have worried that the buyers uh, have additionally strained housing supply because of all this. Great news. New data suggests their activity in the market, while still higher than the pre-pandemic years, has declined in the last year. According to Realtor.com's Fall 2023 Investor Report, investor home purchases declined in 2023, dropped about uh, 1.2% from the year before. And a big part of that change is the decline in all cash investors, down 4.1% from the previous year. And then here's the really cool thing. This market cooldown has seen small investors gain ground. Everyone thinks the big investors are doing the bad, uh, big bad buy-in. 67.6% of investor purchases in 2023 were made by small investors. And you compare that to 54.1% a year before that. So no longer are the big hedge fund guys investing as much as they used to. So score one for the little guy. Homies. That's it. That's your 2024 housing market forecast and predictions. All the nerd info you could ever ask for. This should help you cut through the confusion of the clickbait headlines and the articles that are misleading and sometimes contradicting. Go forth knowing that you have the true facts and the data from a source that not only has a track record to back it up, but most importantly, has your best interest at heart. I don't want to, nor do I need to be your realtor so I can pay my bills. I am telling you what I've been telling you for the last five years. The average age of the first-time homebuyer was 36 last uh, two years ago, 35 last year. 36 and 35 years old. And I really believe that's too late because in today's society, you're spending so much of your money on rent in your 20s that with a small low-down payment, you could create a rent replacement strategy and reap all the benefits. You can do this so much earlier than the average age of 35. You could create five to 10 years of paying yourself instead of your landlord by using the forced savings account that is a home that you own. Watching your equity rise instead of doing the math at the end of every year and realizing, oh, that was 24000 that was 36000 that was $48,000 I paid in rent. So now that I've dished out all this information, if you found any of this valuable, please, please, please take one minute of your time to write a quick review on Apple or Spotify. Please, if any of this worked out for you, I know it sounds like a silly ask, but podcasts, you know, they don't show view count or subscribers. So reviews are the only way that I can reach more people. It's the only thing that gives me credibility in the sleazy world of real estate podcasts trying to build people out of money. This will help me help more people in my little labor of love here. Please, if you got some time, write me a review. Little help to keep this revolution rocking. And of course, you can always follow me at How to Buy a Home Podcast on Instagram. On TikTok, it's just at How to Buy a Home. And make sure you check out the YouTube. It's going to be kicking a lot this year at How to Buy a Home Podcast on the YouTubes. I will wrap it up with this. Action is the maker of dreams, not imagination. Love you, Wonka, both Chalamet and Gene Wilder, but action makes dreams happen, not the imagination. You can achieve with the right guide 
And I believe if you're still here and you've digested all four episodes of this information, you've got what it takes. You can do this.